Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Shraddha. Hi everyone, I'm Sanchika Bhardwaj. Welcome back to our podcast series on wider reading and ethics. For this month, our theme is everything COVID-19 related to really understand what this virus is. And we'll also give you some facts and figures that may be a good understanding and then to regurgitate them in our interview setting, obviously with a suitable context. This is a very interesting month, so I would highly recommend that the topics that we do cover, you conduct some of your own research to further aid your understanding as a solid understanding of any topic is essential in an interview setting, as the interviews, interviewers really test your knowledge. Where coronavirus has originated from, so do not be fooled. It's still a great unknown to be uncovered in the following years. Okay, so moving on to the timeline of COVID-19. Coronavirus was officially declared as a pandemic on the 11th of March 2020. And since then, I'm sure we can all say that it's had an overwhelming and substantial impact on our lives. Whether that be not seeing our friends at school or not being able to go out to our favourite restaurant. The virus reached the UK in around late January 2020. And as of 7th of March 2021, there have been 4,218,520 confirmed cases and 124,797 deaths. This is the world's fourth highest death rate by population and the highest death toll in Europe. And then by February and early March 2020, COVID became a notifiable disease in the UK and testing of suspected cases began, including drive-through screening at hospitals. A A public health information campaign was launched to help slow the virus's spread and the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, introduced the Health Protection Coronavirus Regulations 2020. Now, I'm sure we can all agree that the UK's response to the outbreak of coronavirus was seen to be slow and almost unbothered, I'd say, despite the many warnings by health professionals and scientists. Um, The initial testing and tracing was very late to come, and not closing borders was yet another mistake that people say the government made. These things could have saved an extensive amount of lives and something that we should definitely look back on in the present and the future. Um, On the 23rd of March 2020, the UK went into lockdown and the government imposed a stay-at-home order banning all non-essential travel and contact with other people and shut almost all schools, businesses and gathering places. Those with symptoms and their households were told to self-isolate, whilst those with certain illnesses were told to shield themselves. Um, People were also told to keep apart in public. Um, Police forces were empowered to enforce the measures and the Coronavirus Act 2020 gave all four governments, so that is Scotland, England, Northern Ireland and Wales, emergency powers. Again, um, personally, I think the question we should ask ourselves is, couldn't have this be done all earlier? Um, Another fallacy in the UK's response was the idea of herd immunity. Herd immunity is a concept describing the point at which a population has developed protection against the disease. There Now, there are two ways of doing this. So, vaccination is one route, but with any new virus, it's impossible to say how long it will take to develop a vaccine, if ever, but we did get there in the end somehow. The other way is for people to catch the disease and build up some form of immunity, 
So if exposed to the virus again, it is assumed that they have protection. Now the estimated time for this at the moment is around five to seven months, I believe. So if most people in a population are protected, then the virus cannot spread. But there are two problems. One is that with a new virus like this particular coronavirus, it's not always clear how much protection having had the disease, particularly a mild case, gives you or how long it lasts. Um, I think we can safely say that herd immunity was highly impractical and threatened an innumerable amount of lives. I'm now going to pass you on over to Sanshika to tell you guys how the disease actually spread within our society. So I'll cover how COVID-19 spread and how this endemic quickly turned into a pandemic. I'll be covering how this virus from China managed to spread into the UK. The spread of COVID to the UK is a part of the pandemic that is still currently being faced. The first few cases were identified in Wuhan when a hospital reported that deaths were occurring due to pneumonia but of unknown cases. By the 31st of December 2019, China contacted WHO to inform them of this and named it as cases of pneumonia of unknown etiology. By the 20th of January 2020, other cases were found in Japan, South Korea and Thailand. By the 22nd of January 2020, Public Health England changed threat levels from low to from very low to low. By the 29th of January 2020, there were two positive cases in the UK found at a hotel in York, and on the same day, the plane arriving from Wuhan with passengers is put into a 14-day quarantine. So this was a rough timeline with some important dates of COVID-19 and its spread. It is a dangerous virus, however, it is due to the due to its high R number, so reproduction rate which means that it spreads really easily and really quickly, as you can see from the timeline, how one case caused a global pandemic. The main reasons for rapid spread were due to the highly contagious nature of this virus, and despite identifying such abnormalities, strict action in terms of national and international travel was not taken earlier. Although this is something that we have identified later on, and this was a very new situation to all of us, not just us, but also the governments too, COVID is spread through droplets and small particles, which are known as aerosols, and these are released when talking, coughing, and even breathing. This is why many precautions are taken, such as hands, face, space, to reduce the transmission. This again serves as a reminder to adhere to these rules and always take complete caution. There are many variants there also of COVID-19, which have increased the transmission rates, um, which we will go in deeper detail in our next podcast. I'll now pass you over to Shada again. So I'm going to be talking about the racial disparities. So as of March 12th, I can sadly say that over two and a half million people have died due to having contracted coronavirus across the world. However, this number was not spread equally amongst the many ethnic backgrounds our world has. So people from BAME backgrounds are more significantly at risk from coronavirus. Reports during the first peak of the virus in the UK showed a relationship between ethnicity and poor clinical outcomes in COVID-19, but it was unclear whether this was due to socio-economic factors or for biological reasons. Now, the figure that I'm about to say was recorded many months ago, so September 2020. Um, The UK 
recorded among the highest number of COVID-19 healthcare worker deaths in the world, according to a report published by Amnesty International. It found that at least 540 health and social workers died from COVID-19 in England and Wales alone, never mind Scotland and Northern Ireland. This made the UK second only to Russia, which was which recorded 545 healthcare worker deaths. More than 300 of these deaths from the UK were from BAME backgrounds. Now, this is really very disheartening because from a BAME background myself, it really does put some negative thoughts in your mind and makes you feel a lot less safe. So I found another very informative article interviewing Dr. Chand Nagpal, who is the head of British Medical Association, and how he has speculated that BAME doctors are less comfortable speaking about inadequate personal protective equipment, so PPE, thereby putting themselves in greater danger. He says that BAME doctors often feel bullied and harassed at higher levels compared to their white counterparts. They're twice as likely not to raise concerns because of fears of recrimination. Many doctors in his own circle who have admitted how BAME doctors and nurses are usually very hesitant to complain about lack of PPE or raise any other complaints. Frankly, this connection is the most unsettling, in my opinion, because unlike physical attributes and events which are often outside our control, this internal lack of confidence and insecurity that marginalised groups routinely face is completely within our control to address. Whether that be 16-year-olds, whether that be 50-year-olds, it's everyone's duty. And it's clear that BAME workers are not being protected enough. Whether there are too many on front lines or not enough investigation into genetic factors that make them more vulnerable, not enough is being done that needs to be ASAP. And according to an article in The Guardian, and I couldn't agree more, I really couldn't have put it in better words than that. Um, out of 10 healthcare worker deaths are, sorry, six are from BAME background. Now, this is an extremely alarming figure and something should definitely be done about this. I'm now going to be passing over to Sanshika to talk about the different disparities. The epidemiology of COVID-19 and its susceptibility and severity in different populations is also, is also both alarming and intriguing. Firstly, covering the age aspect. Many of us know that COVID affects those of the, early population, of the elderly population um, more than the younger individuals. However, that by no means refers to us being immune to the disease. Anyone can get it and anyone can become seriously ill. A research paper produced by the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine states that 69% of those who are 70 and above experienced and are experiencing clinical symptoms, compared to 21% of individuals under the age of 20. A reason for this is many elderly face comorbidities as their complex machines begin to wear over time. Lungs generally become weaker, digestion weakens, fatigue overwhelms, and this is just a natural process of aging. But adding COVID into the mix results in higher strains on the body, not to mention the immune system overactivating and causing devastating effects on the body. The second aspect I will cover is sex and how this affects the vulnerability of COVID-19. 
from a secondary source of research and a critical appraised research paper, it has been stated that men have a higher mortality rate than women. Areas that are being investigated are lying chronic illnesses, genetic factors such as sex-linked disorders that may contribute to the vulnerability of men. Sex differences also have differing immune responses, which also aids the possibility of vulnerability that men may come under the group of the epidemiological findings. Other than this, social factors such as smoking and drinking um, are also important to consider. A higher percentage of men both smoke and drink compared to a lower percentage of women, which may also cause a weakened working of the lungs, causing vulnerability to increase. Understandably, one of the most exposed occupations are the healthcare professionals. They are required to create close contact with patients on a daily basis, both with coronavirus and not. This puts them at the highest risks. However, it is also important to consider that these workers will be wearing PPE for their own safety and those of others. This will begin the severity of the risk down. However, as Trevor has previously mentioned, that it hasn't um, worked as well. Occupation is not just based on the work, um, but it's also the content and the kind of created on a daily basis. Our vulnerability is increased by different stress that may be taken by an employee or an organization of the income they receive, um, making them more or less stressed about their own health compared to other factors. Um, these factors are also important to consider. Although they may not be directly linked to the occupation, they do incorporate other factors. Despite contact, individuals that have a lower income are more, are more vulnerable to the virus. Statistical data shows that labourers are at higher risk of fatality from the virus. There are many factors which may cause higher severity. This may be mental or physical stress that the job may bring, um, create, making these individuals more susceptible to the virus. Pre-existing chronic diseases or comorbidities have a higher vivid correlation between itself and severity of COVID-19. A paper produced by the PMC shows that COVID-19 has severe and rapid progression in those who have underlying conditions. Usually elderly people over the age of 65, as I've previously mentioned, um, have comorbidities, thus putting them into an even more vulnerable state. An example of this are like underlying conditions in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. As the virus first attacks the lungs in most cases, having a chronic condition of the lungs put this group of people at the highest risks. Statistics show that individuals with a condition, um, with this type of condition especially, are four times more likely to get COVID-19. This condition is also most likely to affect individuals of the older population due to the wear and, wear and tear model of the lungs. This is definitely a very interesting area of both primary and secondary research and I would highly recommend that you do this research if this is something I interests you as there is so much to learn um, and so much information out there. Just make sure you critically appraise all papers before um, reviewing them. I'll now pass on to Shraddha to conclude our session. So we hope you guys found this podcast really informative and useful because me and Sanchika surely did. We took out, we took and learned so much more than we knew before, um, whether that be facts or opinions or whatever, conspiracy theories, it was all absolutely um, amazing. So coronavirus is such a broad topic and we have touched upon these topics very briefly. So as Sanchika said, make sure to do more reading around it if you are interested. Our next podcast is going to be covering the vaccine rollout, impacts on the NHS and a quick overview of what, of what we have covered this month. So make sure to check that out and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.